Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. And good morning, everybody. Welcome, 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 11 o'clock hour. My guest this hour, Martin Moore, photographer, videographer, blogger, podcaster, traveler. My goodness. What else you got on that list? That's a puppeteer, <laughs> ventriloquist, you're not trapeze a, artist. You're not a puppeteer. That's the that's definitely the best intro you've done in the five years that we've been uh, on and off doing this together. Well done, well yeah, done. Yeah, you've had like fits and starts. You just do a lot, and then you were off for a I while. I don't know that when you were on my podcast, I introduced you quite as elaborately. <laughs> but I'm going to. There's no hard feelings next time. Um, and we'll have to think of how to bring you into the. I'm doing politics for an hour, so we'll have to figure out how that works for you. But sure. Um, First of all, thanks for being here. Why is there a toilet paper roll? Right? I have no idea. It's not mine. <laughs> Frankly, why would you pick up a toilet paper roll that's laying Valid in front point. of you? Valid point. I mean, that seems like a crazy thing to do, just <laughs> saying out loud. Stop picking stuff up, Martin Moore. Oh, man. All right, so I want to talk about this one just because I'm fascinated by this. Mm. So I'm told by some people, I don't like football. I don't like Taylor Swift. It's sort of, a, for some conservatives, a talking point now. Sure. The Super Bowl that just happened on Sunday was the most watched Super Bowl ever. I think it was like a buck. F- how much money? 123 million. Yeah. I think last year was 115 million. Yeah. Do you know, Steve, can I ask you a question? Do you know the most watched broadcast, television broadcast in history? MASH finale? That Close. Very close. The moon landing, 1969. Yeah. 100, 150 million. Because it's the only first time it ever happened. <laughs> right. Up until that point. Now there's, I think there's five or six yeah. total. It's just shocking, though, that since then, that's been what, you know, 60 something years or however, like whatever the math checks out. Yeah. And that's still the number one watched. And it's not like everybody had TVs back then the way that they do now. I mean, people got TVs in their bathroom. They got them in the closet. They got them in their cars. <laughs> yeah, no, and save the text. I understand that, you know, Taylor Swift was on for like 54 seconds total with like six different, you know, shots of her. Yeah. And I know that the, the most people tune in, not most, but a lot of people tune in because of the commercials. Yes. But still, it's the NFL. That's what they do. It's their brand. Yeah, it's a big deal. So... I probably you probably told me a million times. What what generation are you again? Gen X. I just squeaked in by about three months. All right. What's the Gen X opinion about NFL football and i.e. the Super Bowl? I like it. I mean, I do miss back in like I felt like the commercials were better back in like the nineties. I didn't 90s think they were great the, this year. At the all. only one that I particularly really liked was the Tom Brady, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck yeah. one. And that then was, at the end, J Lo's like, "Tom, you can stay." I yeah. thought that was I thought that was awesome. But that was my number that, one. I don't know, like. Call me dumb and nostalgic, but like I miss when they had like the puppy bowl on there. Now you got to watch it on like a YouTube channel, and they just had some really fun, creative commercials. And I don't know, now they're just kind of lame and boring. Do you you pay attention more to the commercials or the game? The commercials, unless the Green Bay Packers are in, <laughs> right? Because uh, how would you rate? Like, is is football your big? If you if, if you're a sports fan, I'm, I don't know that it I was know. right now. The Milwaukee Bucks are. I mean, I'm a season ticket holder. Yeah, uh, and in, the, the Packers used to be, but that kind of went. <laughs> downhill for me as we just continue to get bounced out of nfc championship games so yeah but i'm starting to care again after this season oh um, that's good but that's it good. was it was a cool super bowl it's fascinating that the last few years we've had you know we never had a overtime super bowl and now we've had a bunch of them do you care about the taylor swift thing i mean i like taylor swift i don't really care but i know she lives rent free in a lot of people's heads which is just stupid yeah i don't know i I love her music. I think she's great. I think she's a bad woman. She, when she re-recorded all her albums just to give the middle finger to that one dude who that, bought all the music. That's what drives me nuts about cause some, some conservatives, not all. Cause yeah. Some conservatives, they're like normal people. Sure. Um, 
are mad because she's getting this attention. She's a brilliant businesswoman. She's always had attention. Which, which last time I checked is, is sort of a, one of the tenets of being a, a, uh, a responsible Republican conservative is understanding of the business world. Sure. She's always had attention. She's one of the most popular, if not the most popular star in the world. I found it fascinating when, like, people were saying she was dating Travis Kelsey, like, to get, like, more popularity and followers. <laughs> right. I'm like, dude, you realize she has, like, 100 million followers yeah, on no. <laughs> it's, it's exactly the opposite of that scenario. Yeah. Um, and it's not like her tour bus has, you know, Joe Biden decals all over it. And uh, who cares? People can believe whatever they want. At the end of the day, she's a musician. And all right, that's all. I last about. Super Bowl question because I want to move. You got you gave me like twenty different things this week, I, and we have to I win bombarded your text. Yes, which is fine. Um, I said this yesterday. It's a no brainer. The halftime performance this this year is Usher. Mm. Next year has to be. Oh man, I've been. I've always said I'd love. There's a right answer to this question. I've always said I'd love Miley Cyrus. No, it's not going to be Miley Cyrus. What's the right answer? I don't know. Taylor Swift. Oh, that could, <laughs> that'd be a big one. Um, I still think the Katy Perry one was the best one. When she came out on that giant lion. Right. And then Missy Elliott came out. My goodness, that was good. All right. So Miley Cyrus. huh? I feel like she's the only one that has like enough hits that people would know. I guess Taylor Swift, too. Just as long as Lenny Kravitz or Coldplay doesn't come out like they did for like two or three years Coldplay, ago. Remember that? I think it's done it already, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but didn't Lenny Kravitz come out like two or three years in a row? And I was yeah, like, as a guest? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else. Who ha- um, has you 2 done it? I, would, I don't know. Has the Foo Fighters done it? Because I feel like Foo Fighters would be an awesome one. That's a great question. I'll have to start looking up our Super Bowl uh, halftime. I, I love the weekend, but they botched the whole thing with bad audio. Yes, I know. That and was... by the way, the Usher thing, I, I like Usher, but the audio sucked again. The, the Usher one was, uh, that was top tier. That was top three for me. Like, I, that brought me right back to that's, the 90s. Yeah, that's your era, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, we're going to shift gear completely. I don't even know where we're going because he gave me like 20 things. Martin Moore, my guest this hour, final hour of today's program. Listening, of course, to WTMJ now. Miley Cyrus, everybody. You're too, you're 11, too good to me. 1118 WTMJ. Martin Moore in studio. I'm just goofing. I'm goofing around a lot today. I got to stop. Doing you, I gotta you got to be some more no, serious. No. Yes. Well, next week. There's a, there's a <laughs> child in all of us, Steve. There is. Steve, I want to talk about something. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about the good old days of air travel. Good old days. Uh, Back when you could kick, you up, kick up your feet in your seat, uh-huh. light a smoke, maybe get a really good steak. There used to be ashtrays on the, yeah. on the There's seats. Some of them, I'm are. old enough to remember that. You could bring costco size shampoo uh, and conditioner bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you didn't have to go through scanners where they took pictures of your digitally enhanced naked body. You could have a whole pizza on a plane if you wanted to. Absolutely. You didn't mm-hmm. have to get there two, three hours early. No. Half hour. Boom. Uh, <laughs> so I sent you this one article of this TikTok that went viral. I don't know how old the TikTok is. I'm assuming it's recent, but I also read it in the news, so this could be like five years ago, <laughs> and I'm going to just sound like an idiot that's late to the game. So it was this person who was watching... The Parent Trap, which is like a really, really old movie. And the girl gets off the airplane, and then the family like runs out to like greet her on the tarmac. And yeah. she's like, wait, you could do that? And it's like, yeah, you used to, you used to come home from, from the military or something? Or, Here's or land a story. And- my dad worked at the airport, mm-hmm. National Weather Service. We'd go to the airport with my dad. We'd run around the airport yep. to the gates all over. There was no security at all. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. It was... It was now, fantastic. That was the 1960s and early 70s. Yeah, right. Yeah. I only had one flight pre 911 uh to Portland Oregon this was back in like I don't know 2018 or 2019 I barely remember it but 
I do remember like not having to go through like a TSA and I remember just bringing, you know, whatever size shampoo bottles I wanted. And I remember not getting there three hours early. And so this TikTok was really funny because it's one of those things where it's like, you forget that only, I guess it was, God, it was 25 years ago already. Yeah, I'm, I was scheduled to fly that day. I still, have the, I still have the hard copy of my ticket. I was on my way. Remember, we shut down for like, it was like a month almost. Yeah. You couldn't My fly. brother worked in air traffic control. That was one of the most strenuous days of his life. Oh, I bet. I bet. Uh, Chicago air traffic control. And it was, it was crazy. I and mean, people lost their minds. Mm-hmm. People lost their lives, obviously. So I guess pre-9-11, that, that is the golden era, right? Oh, yeah. Because they had figured out by, you know, the, the 80s and 90s, air travel was, I, I, I was flying a lot yeah. in the 90s. Well, okay. Golden era as far as like ease and accessibility to flying. Right. All the hijackings and people yeah. smoking. Well, that's earlier Not than so that. much. Yeah, that's earlier than that. <laughs> and and that's really where the where the start of the all right, we got to pay more attention to yeah. who's getting on these planes. So, I guess for the for the folks out there listening 855-616-1620, do you prefer the experience now or if you're old enough the one before 9/11? I would say the one before 9/11. Now there's you, we were talking during the breaks. So there's there's some things that are are pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the newer advantages. Uh, they have great uh, rewards programs now. You can get TVs. You got your own. Remember you used to watch yeah, a movie with the whole at, plane. Yeah. Yeah, everybody watched. Now <laughs> so they have someone their own wanted, TV. Someone wanted to watch uh, you know, Wizard of Oz, uh, that's what that's what everybody's watching. Seats are smaller, though. Yes, they are, big time. They jam you in. It's like a cattle call to load the planes. Yeah. Everybody's got so much carry-on now. It's insane. You used to not have to check luggage. You could just bring whatever you wanted. Yeah. Um, the food thing is interesting because um, there are restrictions now. You can't have peanuts for the most part. I've seen people eating yeah. peanuts on a plane. Well, I wonder if that would get you kicked off. Would if you ate you? peanuts on a plane? Yeah. Just what? Because someone with an allergy could yeah. potentially get the dust or something? I mean... You could probably do it, but if somebody complains, is that then on you? Yeah. Well, then here's another thing about post, you know, nine eleven uh, air travel is uh, all the unruly passengers and losing their minds on airplanes. That wasn't a, a big thing uh, before then. Texter says, "I used to travel with my keys, my change, and it's, and it's and a small pocket knife. No big deal." <laughs> oh my gosh, that's <laughs> yes, right? I'm I mean, sure we. You they, could. They had everything. You could lug on a duff, a human sized duffel bag. And no one, not a single person, would be like, "Oh, hey, I want to take a peek inside." <laughs> you could. I'm is not there, being is there a human in that bag. That's sort of scary. And so it, it really makes you wonder. Like, you know, there is a lot of cool things now. There's Wi-Fi, and you know, you can charge all your devices. And there's TV screens. And the planes are obviously they're bigger. The seats are a little more compact, but there's more bathrooms. They're faster, so they get to where you, where you need to go quicker. But you, know, you probably don't know the, the days of Midwest Airlines. I mean, they, yes. they were Midwest like, was the first flight that I was ever on. Okay, so you know how great that was. Or Midwest Express. I don't know if that's the same thing. Larger seats, more comfortable. Cookies. I mean, the seats on. You know, I've I've traveled over nas- internationally over overseas like six times in the last. Those seats aren't comfortable for long flights. They should actually do more to make that more comfortable. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so do you 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 would say if you had to pick, pre or post? Pre nineties. Nineties. Yeah, that was peak. Yeah, for me, because I was flying. traveling for work. It was very comfortable. We got a lot of benefits, a lot of perks. It wasn't, there's some, here's, this is like a common theme of my show for the last seven years. What used to be a privilege is now treated like a county bus. 100%. 100%. You know, and it got really cheap to fly, and everybody's flying. They're showing up in their pajamas. Yeah. They look like they just woke up. It's not necessarily the most comfortable experience. It's like a greyhound in the sky. Yeah, with which, wing. <laughs> which is interesting because now with prices going up again, mm-hmm. it may not be as crowded. We'll see because people are still spending a lot of money on flights. Uh, Mike wants to join into the conversation from Illinois. Hey, Mike. 
Good morning, guys. How are you? Morning. Good. Good. What do you think? So the answer to your question for me, Steve, is it's pre nine eleven. Um, I I took my first flight in the uh, early seventies. Uh, me and my family went to Florida, where my dad's parents, my grandparents lived, and uh, it was such an experience. We were, you know, all of us were young, and the stewardesses were so nice. They took the time to talk to us. Not only did they give out peanuts, they gave us, you know, cards, you know, playing cards, and I flew a lot, you know, by myself uh, in the nineties, and it was. You know, I enjoyed getting a, a meal uh, for free. Um, now, all they give you is a snack and a beverage, and you can buy a little box lunch. But um, I just, I think it was more personal um, back pre nine eleven. What's your biggest pet peeve traveling now? Mm. Boy, um, I guess you know the cramped seats. Yeah, it's um, too tight. I know they've never been great, but they were better before. You could. You know, you had more elbow room. Like it's like now, it's like you have to be the first one on the armrest or yes. elbow room. <laughs> armrest wars. Yes, hundred percent. Exactly. There's actually a code. Thanks for the call, Mike. There's actually a code of conduct on how you speak. Yeah. Are you a seat recliner or no? Yay or nay? No. I. How come? I don't want to impact the person behind me. Same. I, I know some people say that's my seat. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Whatever. Twitter. You'll always see someone throw out a, a clickbait tweet that says or X, whatever we call it. You know, I, I I pay for my seat. I'm going to recline it. Right. Man, I just I can't I can't do that to someone else. There's there's two kinds of people. One that just get along, and then the other ones are agitators. Yeah, right. I don't want to be an agitator. Uh, um, we got another Mike. Mike calling from Crystal Lake. Hi, Mike. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I am wonderful on this Tuesday. How are you? I'm having a great day too. All right. Hey, I just wanted to tell you, uh, back in the mid to late seventies, my dad's from Mississippi. And uh, I would go down there in the fall and go deer hunting with my uncle. I would take my guns, put them in a gun case, carry them up to the terminal. <laughs> and the terminal tell the lady that uh, I had these guns here and could she please have the captain come out. The captain would come out, take my gun case, put them in the cockpit of the plane, and then bring them to me after the flight was done. Is that wild? What a different time. Explain that to very different. explain that to uh, thanks for the call, Mike. Gen, someone Gen Z, yeah, they, I mean it's, their it's minds crazy. would be blown. Everything changed, <laughs> but that that was a common thing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I got a couple of great texts. Um, I walked on a plane once with a spent bullet in my pocket. Are you serious? Texter said that uh, the small seats are now terrible. It's like a military transport instead of a nice airline flight. Um, let's see. I, I'm, I have. I have a former Midwest Airline MD-80 seats in my family room, and they're comfortable enough to sit in all day. How does that what, work? One, how does that work? And two, where do you acquire those? Are those well, like they probably eBay? sold a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's I true. Uh, I, don't know if that, I don't know if they're that comfortable, but they were comfortable. Right. One of my favorite Instagram and Twitter pages is uh, the TSA one. If you don't follow it, follow it, treat yeah, yourself. Yeah. They basically show everything people try to sneak on that they confiscate. The crazy stuff people sneak on that I think... <laughs> Man, I bet you pre nine eleven, you probably could have got away with that. Yeah. Throwing stars and sword canes. On the seat size, texture says shrinkflation. Uh, Marty's queued up. We'll do him after the break. We're talking about airline travel. Where are you at? Pre nine eleven, post nine eleven. What's what's better? What's safer? What's more comfortable? I, I would argue the safety has been pretty good, except for Boeing planes. Yeah, seven thirty seven max. You, you don't want to. You don't want a, a door blowing off while you're mid flight, especially if you're sitting in that. Not row. not ideal. No, because those exit That's rows, why I'm always buckled up. Those are nice seats, but mm -hmm. if you don't have your, your seatbelt on, you might be flying through the air with the greatest of ease. All right, so he is Martin Moore. I am Steve. We're talking about airline travel.
Marty's going to talk about one of his pet peeves. What's your pet peeve? Eight five five. I got to save it. Oh, I thought you were asking. No, me. after the break. I'm te- this is called a tease, Mark. Yes, yes, yes. I know you know what that is. I do. I do. As a former host of WTM, yeah, I know. I know. All right, tease. What's your pet peeve when you travel? Uh, I got a ton of them on the uh, the text line. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. WTMJ. Oh, uh, well played, producer Charlie Martin Moore in studio for this. Uh, Remaining half hour of the 11 o'clock hour on WTMJ. Now, the last week of WTMJ. Now, I know you're going to miss it, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm still doing an hour, 9 to 10, and all my podcasts. This is where we're going to blow up pod- the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to blow it up. I'm excited for you. I love, you know, I've said this before on this show, and I've said it, you know, uh, on podcasts that I'm on, but I love podcasts, not to get away from airline travel real quick. I love podcasts because... They're so completely different than radio. That long format conversation, I don't think listeners really appreciate the nuance that is um, getting on the radio for seven, eight minutes, and you have to compress a conversation down and think real, real, real quickly um, and and try and just like break conversations up where a podcast, you can just kind of get into a groove and you can get a little bit deeper into a conversation. And you can even swear. Yes, exactly. That's my favorite part. <laughs> I got to read this. Text. Yeah, yeah. I want to read this one. We're, we're uh, Martin and I were sharing. I got to find it again. Um, where did that text go? Now I, I, I got to find it. It is so funny, and it's amazing. Oh, here it is. Two six two. The last time I reclined my seats was probably thirty years ago when I spilled orange juice all over Ray Charles. Oh is that crazy? Could you imagine? <laughs> I nuts. I don't know what I would do. Well, you apologize profusely. Yeah, right. Oh, that is crazy. Thanks for sending that text in. Uh, let's see. I absolutely. Did, I, I, someone sent me this this morning for some reason, or I saw it somewhere. I absolutely despise when people bring tuna sandwiches on the flight so and sit next to you and eat it. Smells terrible. I don't mind people bringing food on a plane, but let's have some limits. Like yeah. I've, I've had dudes eating like shrimp dinners, yeah. fish. Um, you know, like really odorific. Right, you know, food choices. Come on, burnt grilled cheese sandwich, like fried chicken, fried chicken. Yeah, that one you can really smell. McDonald's, you definitely can smell. I don't mind it. It just makes me really hungry. (laughs) Yeah, it does. And then I'm jealous that they they were smart. Chick fil A. I mean, you can smell all that stuff. Um, Marty from my one of my favorite cities. It is my favorite city, Oak Creek. Hey, Marty. Hey, Steve. Um, I definitely like flying before nine eleven for sure. But my pet, my pet peeve is when you walk up and you're checking in, and they say to you, um, "We have a question. Would you mind taking a later flight or postponing until tomorrow because we've overbooked?" Mm. How do you overbook? I just don't get it. Well, because it, thanks for the call, Marty. Because they build this into the system, right? They know yes. some people aren't going to make their flight. Yep. Some people are going to cancel, so they actually do that. Now, it's actually, and I've I've utilized this over the years tremendously. If you're not in a rush, yes, man, you can get some nice perks. I've seen like three airline tickets yep. thrown at people. You can you can make up. My cousin that happened. He was uh, he was doing a family trip to Canada, I believe, uh, this past fall, and they needed they needed uh, I think it was only three seats, but he was a family of four, and he's like, if you give me four Southwest tickets, I'll do it. And they're like, okay, so yeah. we got four tickets Southwest. No no rules. You can just use it for whatever. I was like, man, I, I, I want that to happen. Yeah, tonight. typically it happens like late at night or yeah. like a Sunday night when they they, they got to figure Especially something out. Especially if it's like you have to wait another two, three, four hours at the airport. Whoop de doo! I'll I'll go belly up and get a margarita. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's I like air, air, airport food. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, I wish they'd stay open. Milwaukee. I know people love the airport for convenience. 
It's not a late night airport. No, <laughs> you could fly in at like six o'clock and everything's shut Dad, down. There's yeah. nothing more depressing than landing an MK like post six seven o'clock. Yeah, a. like everything's shut down. But when it's all up and operating, it's cool. Uh, Pep P from the two six two. This one I, I don't like either. People who don't use earbuds and they make other people listen to what they're watching. Mm-hmm. No, not a fan. Don't, I don't don't do that. Actually, the flight attendant should tell them to knock it off. Or when you land and they, you hear everybody's phones dinging and their Facebook messages ding ding. Oh yeah, God, that's that. why you know we're, we may weave in some conversation about some proposals that the the, the president yes. administration is thinking about. But this idea that um, now I lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Do you want to you want to know my pet peeve? Yeah, tell me your my pet peeve. biggest pet peeve of everything. This is I'm including anything TSA related, uh, just uh, all the stuff, landing and standing. The second you yeah, touch down, just stupid. and people's belt, you know, seat belts are off, and then everyone in the back is up, standing, staring, wondering what's going. on. Like, dude, you're not going to get off the plane for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Sit back down, rush to the front. You know, are they cut in front of you? What I was thinking about of was a proposal to allow for phone calls while you're flying. They're going to allow that. That was a proposal. Absolutely no. not under any circumstance. No. I don't like when I'm in a grocery store, which is not that often, and there's someone yakking a oh, speaker. I hate it. Americans have shown no ability to control their behavior. Or FaceTiming in public. I don't want to hear about your grandma picking you up. I don't want to hear about where you, what you're going to. Your relationship argument. Yeah, your relationship. I don't want any of that stuff. Take it outside the plane. So if we're going to vote on this as Americans, absolutely not on phone calls on planes. And you can you can text me if you want to disagree. I'm just not going to put up with it. Boy, that'd be weird if you agreed and thought that was okay. I'm sure there are people. It's America. There's some people that say yes I, to that. I do, I do not want that. James from the South Side. Hi, James. Hi, yeah. You know, back, back in the day when you're going to get a free trip to Cuba, you know, when plane checking uh, was, uh, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Cuba, yeah. and that was fun back back in the 70s. Or a better one is when uh, when you when you're uh, in the military and you're sitting there, uh, Right behind the pilot type of thing there, and watching the pilot and the the stewardess making out that they're flying uh, like that, partying in that, and hoping that you're gonna you you go you going up and you're gonna come on back safe. You yeah, know, are these personal experiences? Or? I think James been watching. Thanks for the call. I think James been watching too many movies with, about airplanes and pilots and flight <laughs> flight attendants, not stewardesses. Now, now he is right. That used that door used to be open. Then then nine eleven. Kids used to be able to go in there. Oh and, yeah. You know, take a picture and sit with the pilot and get a little view of the cockpit. Boy, you can't do that anymore. Do we still have Terry? Terry was going to talk about cell phones being loud. I, I absolutely do not like the end of a flight for most most often that reason. No. Everybody's yakking it up. You're, mm-hmm. They're having these weird conversations. I don't, I don't want to know. Hovering over you. Um, from the 414, major pet peeve, having to check my own bags. Sometimes they make it because they don't have the room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I check bags on international flights. Have you heard the big controversy with, I think it was Southwest, don't quote me on it, um, or no, is it Southwest or is it JetBlue? I can't remember. You know the little thing? It's like the little bin that you put your carry-on in, right, yeah, and it says if it fits in uh-huh, here. Uh-huh. So there's this controversy. I can't remember what airline it is um, off the top of my head, but there there is someone that did a TikTok that was viral and said, this is a regulated, this fits in American, Delta, all these ones, but when I try and put it... In the exact same dimensions, it's just slightly smaller oh. so that they make you have to check it and pay. Interesting. You think that's a scam? There's a lot of scams out there. I've, I've, I, that sounds legitimate. All right, Terry has rejoined. Hi, Terry. Hi, how are you? Good, good. What's your uh, pet I peeve? I got the call dropped. I just, I don't like when 
like this whole cell phone thing when people have they're in the airport and you're just trying to relax or read a book while you're waiting to get on the plane and they're talking as loud as possible on mm. their phone like they don't walk away they're sitting at the seat that drives me nuts right like they're the most important people around <laughs> ding 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 that's the that's the great point right there they, they think they're right, so right, important right. that all the rest of us have to hear their damn conversations yep amen don't ever do that, Thanks, Terry. Guys. <laughs> Thanks, it's Terry. never crossed my mind to be in a public place and my phone rings and to not immediately like beeline it for the closest alley or empty aisle. Or I've seen everything in airports because I, I I used to fly like I don't know how many weeks a year, but constantly every other week for sure I was flying somewhere mm-hmm. around the country. That's why I got all the continental states sure. out of the way because I still I still have Hawaii and you've you've. Yeah, what are, you, are you going to do that this year? We've talked about it. Not this year. Okay. In in the future, maybe. I'm you know. Then you I can gotta get, do it. At some then you can get your t- matching tattoo. I said I have. that might be the one and only tattoo I ever get because I think it, it symbolizes something. You're not afraid to travel. You want to see the rest of the country. It's a big deal. Fifties. It's a big deal. It is. You I just a, you me and a, Jen just had uh, our one year anniversary last week was when we were in Hawaii, fifty states. Yeah, and then I just got a fifty tattooed right on my arm. So not only do you travel, but you celebrate the anniversary of when you travel to your fiftieth. Yes. And we watched, I made a YouTube video too about it. We watch that every year. We have a little champagne. It's. I've got a ton of text on this. We'll stay on it because it's kind of a fun topic. Uh, some of the proposals, maybe we'll weave in some of the legislation. Yeah, I want to talk about that new Biden proposal. Yeah, so we'll get to that. Martin Moore, my guest uh, in the 11 o'clock hour on WTMJ now. Oh, uh, who doesn't like a little Steely Dan on a Tuesday? Sign me up. Martin Moore in studio, my guest host, co host this hour. Uh, lots of great texts on this. I mean, some of these are amazing. Here's one from the 9 who Hey, Steve, I have two very distinct memories regarding flight. Pre-9-11, I bought a sword full size in L.A. and was allowed to carry it on. Amazing. Post-9-11, I flew from Fort Lauderdale to Green Bay on the first day planes were allowed back in the air on a medical emergency. I was the only passenger as everyone else was a pilot or police Running through the Atlanta airport during the moment of silence was surreal. It was wow. I flew, I think a few days after they started flying again, and it, it was it was a weird feeling. Everyone was. Were you nervous? Yeah, hypersensitive. Anything that looked out of the ordinary, people were like, "Ooh, what's that?" Anyone that got up on a plane was yeah. like, "What are you getting up for? Right. Why, what are you moving for?" It was a very weird thing. Um, if you ask me today, are there things we could do to to improve it? I guess let's. I, I would start by making the seats more comfortable. Yeah. You know, that's that's a big thing for me. It is. And I'm a bigger guy, so maybe that's the reason. I really enjoy a lot of the, you'll see a lot of mock-ups of different ways to, to seat people and to get more get more comfortable seating. And it's it's kind of fascinating, like, seeing some of them. They have versions where people are, like, facing the windows. They have versions where people are facing each other. They have, like, this stacked, it's almost like alternating bleachers, just all these crazy things to, to make seats bigger and wider in the same amount of space. Uh, from the text line, uh, flying, definitely before 9-11. The, set, the seats were more comfortable. At least half the time you had a conversation with your seatmate. Part of the fun of traveling used to be meeting different people and learning about their lives. Now everyone's got their earbuds in before the plane even takes off. Rita in Sheboygan. Yeah, I mean, that's it's sort of headphones, right? You would know. Yeah, you work for cost. That's a big one. That's yeah. a, everyone's got headphones now. They're completely tuned out, and it's like, uh, I, I always feel bad for people that sit there the whole flight. No phone, no headphones, not even a book. They just... Hands in their waist and just for some stare people out that's calming though. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I've told other guests on the program. I used to drive when I didn't fly from Milwaukee to St. Paul. It's about a five and a half, six hour trip. Yeah. I would test myself by driving with nothing, no audio, no music, no books on tape, oh, none wow. of that. And 
it's a great way to kind of flush out all the things you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And I, I was actually refreshed when I got there. Really? Yeah. It's not something I think everybody can do because some people's their own brain drives them nuts. I don't know if I could do that. Steve. Yeah, and that's six hours. That's a that's a long. I time. also had the ability to drive without having to stop for the bathroom, so maybe my bladder is part yeah. of that story. Yep. Um, from the two six two, the best is when they have earbuds in and are t- and are, are uh, walking around the store like they are talking to you. Yeah, you, you don't know if they're talking to you or someone on the phone. It's like, what are you doing? I, I've had numerous occasions where I thought someone said hello to me, <laughs> and they didn't. <laughs> and I just felt like <laughs> yeah. a complete moron. Uh, a couple quick ones, then we're going to kind of weave in some of the legislation proposals. Uh, the reason I get up when the plane lands is because I'm six four and I need to stretch my legs. Oh, that would be miserable. Yeah, if you're tall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm five eleven, and like, yeah, that's there's there's that's some me. seats that I get in, and it's just like. Uh, here's my pet peeve at Milwaukee. I fly in a lot at night, and they always park the aircraft the absolute farthest from the. Yes. Like, what are they doing that for? You have to walk the entire yeah. airport. Here's the airport where all the stores are closed. <laughs> Oh, that's where that coffee. Oh, that's where that restaurant. Oh, that's where you can buy those shirts. Yeah, I've, I've been to closed. almost every major airport in the United States, all fifty states, and I, I tell you, there's nothing more no air, more depressing airport to land in late at night than Mil- Milwaukee. Yeah, and again, I get that it's convenience. Yeah. The other thing that Milwaukee does, and if anyone from uh, Milwaukee TSA is listening, and I know you are, we pay for the right to have pre-check. I know what you're. I know where you're going with this. We pay for that. It's not free. Mm-hmm. If the, if we're in Waiting through TSA, and we go through all that. We show our ID, and they direct us to the pre-check line. If someone doesn't have TSA pre-check, they should not go in that line. No. Stop moving people in that line. Yep. It's infuriating. That happened um, when we were uh, going to, where was our last trip? Arizona. And they just pulled a bunch of people from yeah, the regular no. line. I'm like, I, p- I paid 125 bucks for this. Yeah, no. I, I understand you want to be nice. Don't do that. Because no. then it defeats the whole purpose of having I'm, it I'm, that we pay for. I'm paying to be better than everyone else, and I expect to get what I paid for. Here's a pet peeve that I, I actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm nodding my head because I agree with it. People leaving trash all over the planes. Like I know. They come around and ask you for garbage. Napkins, the, the little uh, wafer cookie yeah. things. How hard it is when they come around, they do it multiple times, to give them your garbage instead of jamming it in the seat. But Steve, adults are not that different than children. Believe it or not. All right, um, I got to take another break. Got to take another break here. We got no, we have two. We have two breaks. Oh my goodness! Just one. One break. This is the last break. No, we got to take a break here. We're talking too much. Uh, hey, it's a good conversation. It is a good conversation. After the break, quickly we'll give some of the proposed legislation. Yes, yes, maybe yes. you like it, maybe you don't. If you have a pet peeve, you can certainly fire it off. All right, we're teasing it for about fifty minutes. The, the legislation has to do with um, families sitting uh, sitting together. Yes, the amount of time a credit or voucher from an airline would be uh, usable. Uh, currently, it's one year. You go to five years. Uh, additional compensation for long delays or mm-hmm. cancellation. The cancellation one is big to me. I like that. That's yeah. not my, that's not my fault. Um, yeah. And I get it's not the airline's fault either, but. It's, it's it's my money. Someone's got to do something about it. I'm a big fan, though, of the family sitting together. One thing that has been infuriating um, over the last few years that we saw introduced with the budget airlines like Frontier and Spirit, and now we've seen you know all the other airlines follow suit, is you buy a ticket and you're, you're guaranteed a seat on the airplane, just not any particular seat. You want to sit with your spouse? That's an extra 45 bucks. Yeah. You, know, you want to sit with your kids? That's an extra 45 bucks. That's infuriating. Um, and that's why I'm really excited for hopefully this bill can can get passed. Yeah, it looks like the House passed it, but the Senate is still considering, or they're trying to uh, reconcile the two different bills. Um, Southwest Airlines, and you know they're boring. Yeah. Po- you have to get the, the number, right? Used to a, hate B, it, now I like it. A, B, and C. Where that doesn't work, work well is for families. Yes. So if you have two adults, three or four kids, you're not necessarily all going to get 
Now, there are ways you can book the ticket to make that happen, but yeah. because of people cashing in credit or all that, you know, different things you can do to get tickets. That makes it difficult. Yeah. Um, whenever one, anyone's asked me, I've said yes. Will I move? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where do you fall? Yeah, yeah. I, I have no problem moving. Even if it's so, uh, me and my wife were on, I think it was our flight back from Arizona this past fall. Um, the plane, the weight wasn't even in the front and the back. And I was in the, I think I was in like the second or third row in the front. It was like the closest I had ever sat in the front of an airplane. And I was like, oh man, Jen, this is sweet. Nice big seats. And, and then they were like, uh, we don't have enough weight in the back. We need someone to go move into the back. No one raised their hand. And I'm like, well, so much for sitting in the front of the plane, <laughs> right. and then I just moved my butt to the back of the plane and took one for the team. No one thanked me. No one looked at me and smiled. Nothing. Uh, we got to get to another break. Real quick story. So I'm flying back from Vegas last fall. We have Kathy and I had low numbers. We were the uh, you walk in left side. There's three seats. We're the we're right in the front row. Sure. Guy comes in next to me. He's from Oak Creek. Are you serious? Yeah, we talked the whole flight back. That's why, that's why I love Is that wild? That's why I love Wisconsin. <laughs> All right, one more break. There's some uh, great uh, texts that are coming in on the uh, WTMJ Talking Text Line. We'll wrap it up with Martin Moore on the Tuesday edition. Had some fun with Martin Moore this hour, just kind of wrapping up our... Who, who would have thought, Martin, that we'd be talking about I, I airlines? I think airlines would... Uh, that was supposed to be a 10-minute. so well. It was. It was supposed to just be like a buffer until we figured out what we really <laughs> want to talk about. Uh, Colin from Delafield on the uh, WTMJ Talking Text Line. Uh, some nice comments about going down to one hour. I appreciate it, uh, Colin. Uh, and thanks to all the folks who have been very nice on the text line talking about the, the new show. Trust me, the new show will be amazing. It's a focused hour on politics, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, from the 262, I had to fly for business on the first anniversary of 9-11, arranged only hours in advance because of a company emergency in South Carolina I had to fix, and I got mega extra scrutiny as if I were being checked in the prison. It was nutty for a while. It was crazy. They didn't leave you alone. They checked everything, every bag. But, hey, here's here's the reality. People forgot this. You went to the airport. If you were picking somebody up, you, they stopped and looked in your trunk yeah. for a while. Oh, that's I forgot about Oh, that. yeah. Here's one of the things that's that's fascinating with a lot of the inconveniences these days with airlines. It's safe. Now it's it's the safest way you can Yeah. You can get around. Um, quick. <laughs> Back pre nine eleven, okay, sure that you know you didn't have to be scanned and you could bring you could bring giant swords on and all this stuff. But there was also a lot of crashes back in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. We don't see that so much these days. It's far, far, far safer. Um, and it, you know, the hijackings you don't ever hear about. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, it's inconvenient. TSA is annoying, but at the same time. We can romanticize pre nine eleven all we want, but we can't forget about some of the uh, negative things that yeah. And here's definitely here's definitely what I love happened. as somebody who travels internationally. I can be in Italy in ten hours. Yeah, and the really cool thing when I come back from Italy because of the time change, it's like an hour later than I left. Right, I can relive that time. You can, go to, you can go to the bar again back in the United States. <laughs> you do you, <laughs> Martin Moore. Pleasure as always. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited for the podcast.